Have you ever felt as if your voice were just about to freeze before speaking in public? And maybe you've given a presentation you'd completely prepared for but went through it and you just felt like it fell flat? Or perhaps when you're trying to express yourself, your throat just tightens up about something important. Today, we are speaking with Naz Hosseini, a voice empowerment coach, psychotherapist, and author of the wonderful ebook, Speak From Your Heart, who helps corporate and entrepreneurial women step into their vocal power to speak with confidence, purpose, and ease. Naz, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Thank you, Ellen. So Naz, you've been working with The Voice for decades. First, you were a singer with the Meredith Monk Ensemble, then composing and singing your own work, and always teaching and working in the arts. How did you begin working with corporate women leaders on the power and authenticity of their voices? Oh, that's great. Well, I've gone through a lot of different versions of working with a voice, and over time I developed a number of programs and I had to speak to people. And as I've moved into the world of business and entrepreneurs and corporations, I have noticed often that women, when they're speaking, uh, will avert their gaze. They'll look down or they'll look to the side or they'll, they'll hold their body down in a way that makes them smaller or they'll rush through what they have to say. And much more than I noticed men doing this. And I became very interested in helping women find their voice in particular so that they can really shine in the workplace and bring the wealth of uh, resources and intuition and ability and leadership that is theirs to bring. So we're talking about really cultivating a, a, f a flexible leadership that emerges from inside and is expressed through the voice and the body, correct? Very much so. That's probably one of the ways my approach is unique in that the body, the voice, the mind, uh, the ideas, the concepts, they're not separate. It all works together to create the authentic alignment of purpose and meaning and what you're really here to do. So it's, it's the voice, and you said this uh, on your website and some of your writings, you talk about the voice as an, an almost an invisible tool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. how do you uh, employ, how do you elicit this invisible tool to help build confidence and effective leadership in women? Great question. First, let me say a little about what I mean when I say it's an invisible tool. We use our voice every day, all the time. We do it without thinking. We're talking. We're talking. Whether we're ordering something on the phone or we're uh, talking to someone in a store or talking to a child or an adult, we are using our voice. And our voice is communicating at least as much as the words we use. I think often it communicates a lot more. So if we are using our voice unconsciously and allowing it to flop wherever it flops, then it's a tool that's not being used. And if we are consciously using our voice and connected to it from the inside, as you said, then we are using a tool that really aligns us with what we want to say and what we're doing so that we're on purpose and authentic. So the way, one of the ways that I work with this and help people bring it out is I start with a foundation that's physical. 
The physical foundation is where we are planted on this earth, our feet on the ground. Without that, if you tried to build a house without a foundation, you'd be in bad luck. <laughs> without right. your feet on the ground, you really don't have a firm standing. And that firm standing is where everything else comes from. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, I was thinking, right, you know, when we when we have pressure, when we feel anxious, I mean, even as I was driving here to do the interview, I too was feeling a little nervous and I reminded myself, oh, just drop down into my body. So when we get nervous, all that energy rushes to our head and we start thinking and things get out of control. So you're mm -hmm. really talking about a way just to connect to yourself and to calm down a bit, aren't you? Very much so. Mm -hmm. To really, you know, when you ground your feet, it makes you feel solid. And it also regulates your system chemically. It really brings you into balance. And what you just talked about when you were driving to the interview is so pertinent for all of us that when our thoughts get running in our head, that creates a kind of stress. It's the stress of conflict. I want to go do the interview. I'm scared to go do the interview. What if I don't do a good, good job? What if nobody's interested in what I have to say? What if I ask the wrong questions? What if I give the wrong answers? Whatever those things are that come up mentally, which is the other part of the found, uh, building on the foundation mm -hmm. of the physical, there's the mental. And that those conflicts and those stresses really become a barrier to getting your message across, to getting your communication heard, to being heard and being respected. Right. So there, there she is, this woman, whether she's standing up and giving a presentation, whether she's trying to express something to her child's teacher, whether she's trying to connect to something that she's doing, and she's aware, okay, I'm getting a little out of control. I want to ground my feet. How the heck do I do that? <laughs> How does someone do that? Tell us. Yeah, there are a number of ways. The most concrete way is to stamp your feet and feel the ground. Now, if you are <laughs> in a discussion with someone and you stamp your feet, you might communicate the wrong thing. <laughs> right. So that might not be the best time to stamp your feet. But just bringing your attention to the bottom of your feet on the ground and really tuning in your attention to the sensation of that sole of your foot that is in contact with the wood or the linoleum or the carpet or whatever you're standing, the grass, whatever you're standing on, it's the attention of your mind coming down to the bottom of you mm -hmm. and taking in that it's touching something very firm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing that as I'm sitting here in front of my microphone with you. Mm -hmm. And I just became really aware of that I actually have dimension, meaning that mm -hmm. I, I have height. So I felt my feet. And all of a sudden I realized, well, if I have feet, then I must have legs. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of travels up. There was a missing there in the middle of the body. But, yeah, I think it just pulls, pulls your energy down if you're nervous down into your body, right? Yeah. There's a great saying, where the mind goes, the energy flows. Mm, mm. Yeah. So if you, if anybody listening just tries that and take your thinking, your attention to any part of your body, your sensation blooms there. Something happens there. Right. And if you bring it down to the bottom of your feet, you really land yourself. Yeah. And I know in your book, you talk about 
that's the first part, you ground, and then it kind of starts to make you just unconsciously even just take a breath. So yeah. talk about breathing and the voice, because we know great singers really have to control their voice, but there's an element of the breath in the power of voice. Can you talk about Absolutely. that? It is the fundamental element. Without breath, there is no voice. Just if you want to experiment at some point, try to say a sentence by taking all the vowels out. You're not going to get very far. <laughs> 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 those vowels, it depends which country you live in maybe, but yeah. those vowels are the breathing points in your words. Mm. And when you're breathing, that's when you can say ah or E or O, and in that breathing is when you have sound and resonance. The consonants are perc percussion, like, mm. you know, they just do that. But it's in your breathing that you bring what's in you to say or to share out into outside of you so that it can reach someone else. So it comes from inside, and as you exhale, it goes out, and sound comes out, and there you yeah. go, right? That's the first step. Yes. You know, your yeah. your book is called Speak From Your Heart, and I saw a quote uh, today uh, by the author Anna Quinlan, which said, speech is the voice of the heart. Mm. And uh, we know, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner, that the heart, of course, is the center of our spirit, and it's expressed in the tongue and out into the voice, and we, we can tell a lot about someone's energy from their voice. But many of us may wonder, well, yeah, I really want to speak from my heart, but uh, how you do that? <laughs> and in your book, you know, what I, it becomes clear that speaking from the heart can be learned. There are skills that go with that, simple skills. You don't have to be an opera singer or, a, you know, a fantastic singer to learn skills of bringing your, your voice and your expression forward, correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's, in a way, it's the opposite of adding on. It's taking away what's in the way. Your heart is always there. You were born with it. Your connection to other people, you were born with that. Mm. You were born, you know, reaching for mother. You were born uh, with that connectivity. And the years pile on the fears and the protections. So it's really allowing some of those protectors to make enough room so that you, if you have the ground and you feel solid and safe and you have your breath, which is your aliveness and your ability to make a sound and to be heard, and then you open to the thought of sharing from what matters to you. Speaking from the heart is really connecting to what matters to you. Mm. So in, in terms of working with women in a corporate setting, which has been traditionally male and, and hierarchical and, you know, data-driven, um, when you work with women who are emerging leaders or have a higher position in a corporate setting and they connect to this, what, what are you seeing? What's happening for them? Oh, they, they just embody their power. It's um, really a beautiful sight to behold. Mm. It's one of the treats I get to witness. Um, because as they 
I love the way you said when you brought your attention to the bottoms of your feet, you felt your length. And that is what happens. They build, I help them build an architecture from the ground up within which they have their own home, their own space from which to speak and to communicate. And that allows them space and time so that if they're speaking and they get distracted or they're speaking and someone interrupts them or speaks over them, or if they are questioning something that they need to do or say in the workplace, they have this solid base from which to bring that message or even that question forward so that it can be explored without their having to collapse or get small. Mm. And that... I know just from my own experience in, in those kinds of settings has a, a profound impact on the environment around them. Totally. You know, it's interesting you say that because picture a woman who's standing on her feet solidly, but softly, not rigidly, not hard, but soft and expanded and just there. Mm -hmm. And there may be conflict or disagreement in the environment. But if she doesn't con contract and collapse in the face of that conflict, and she remains steadfast and open and hearing and listening, that is exactly what happens. People mirror each other. And those who she is leading or who she is working with will start to regulate and engage on that more open, curious, exploratory level. Mm. So I think it's so apropos your business is called Powerful Presence. <laughs> <laughs> and you recently worked at the Eileen Fisher Leadership Institute with teen yes, women. And I'm so um, interested in her feminine concept of leadership in a, in a very, very successful company. It's, it's just not linear. And it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's fantastic. And uh, interestingly enough, when I was reading their mission in the mm. Leadership Institute, the first bullet was to encourage young women to find and proclaim their voice. Mm -hmm. So what was that like, you know, working with these emerging young women, teens, in, in a leadership institute? Very inspiring. I was standing in a group of 60 young women, probably 14 to 16, all there choosing to access their leadership. And through very creative means, um, what Eileen sure is doing is just remarkable and beautiful. And what I uh, really got to witness was these young women, even with their fears and their timidities and their questions about, do I dare speak out? They were curious and ready and willing. And at a certain point later in the presentation, I coached several of them just about for two minutes each. Uh, we quickly made two, three sentences for them to deliver, everybody witnessing, and um, the, the girl who was being coached then delivered it once and then again after coaching. And that uh, developed into my inviting some of the other girls to coach each other, which they got very excited to do. They just quickly took on the concept and the frame of reference and supported each other and met each other and became stronger in their vo voices and their stance really remarkably quickly. What a 
great age at which to begin to hook into that. Oh, absolutely. It's such an unsteady, just crazily hormonally disruptive age. <laughs> yeah. And so to really have young women access that potency, it must be really life-changing in a certain way. I imagine it would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they go on. They have the option to come back uh, two, three years in a row. And the third level, when I was there, was creating a handbook for peers on leadership, uh, documenting ways in which to engage and empower themselves. Mm. Well, Naz Hosseini and her business, Powerful Presence, brings leadership training to multiple levels of management. And you facilitate, it sounds like, very dynamic uh, environments for women to cultivate their potency and their leadership skills. Is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners out there who are maybe craving this kind of potency and this expression, um, of what they could do for themselves? Well, one, I invite you to download my ebook, which is free, and it'll give you in 20 quick and easy to read pages some really hands on ways to support yourself, to connect and get stronger within yourself and your voice. And I really encourage you to do that because we really need your voices, women. We need to hear from you. You do so much behind the scenes and, uh, and more and more of us are getting out into the light. Um, and ironically, I want to say, the more I've focused on working with women, the more men have come to the woodwork to uh, ask me to help them, which I am delighted to do. Oh, that's fantastic. So I think it's um, also really to take note when the government shutdown was happening, that it was reported that it was actually a group of women senators who really helped negotiate moving out of that kind of impasse into bringing us back to a semi-level of functioning. Holding a space of possibility. I I did want to also just invite people to visit my website where they'll find some more resources. I have a blog that they can read. And uh, of course, I would love to hear from anybody who would like to have a A trial uh, one-on-one session, I offer a 30-minute free consultation for anybody who thinks they would uh, like to check it out and see what there is for them in Powerful Presence. And my website, if I could share it? Absolutely. Is uh, nash.com, and that has two ways. So it's N-A-A-Z-H dot com. Great. So if people want to contact Naz Hosseini for any type of consulting or corporate consulting, individual consulting, please go to nazh.com. Naz, thank you so much for sharing your gifts of the voice and being on Health Currents Radio with us today. Thank you so much, Ellen. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. So you probably didn't know that I've known Naz Hosseini for over 30 years. She and I first met in the Meredith Monk Ensemble as dancers and singers. We worked together running an arts program in Brooklyn, and we've remained friends ever since. She is a marvelous teacher, previously working in dance and education at Harvard and Lincoln Center. And it's so incredible to me that she has taken that background and brought it forward to really help other people empower themselves, 
come into their bodies and come into their voice and their leadership, which really ties back into the arts. And it really ties into our, our own sense of contentment. So I would just encourage you to explore your own voice. You know, singing in the shower is a great way to do it. Singing while you're cooking is a great way to do it. Even karaoke is a great way to do it. But I think just taking what's inside of us and, and bringing that forth, making a joyful noise, expressing ourselves is really important to our, our sense of just well-being and contentment. So I want to thank Nas for taking what was inside her and in her artistic career, in her teaching career, and bringing it forward out into the corporate world and to young women to really help women come into their own to bring leadership and flexibility and creativity and innovation out into the world. So what's inside us comes out. It affects the world around us and has an impact. Thank you for being with us today on Health Currents Radio.